0: Welcome to Learned Leg, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda.
1: And I'm George. Amanda's in Zephyr A, and I'm in Zephyr B. This is season 30 for me and season 26 for Amanda.
0: And this is day 17 of season 98. Our first question gives a presumably illustrious list of musicians and asks us what musical instrument they were masters of.
1: Are they necessarily all musicians, though? Because the last one is Albert Schweitzer. Ah who I presume is the one who was the famous missionary. Right. And therefore traveled all over the place, particularly in Africa, as I recall. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I figured, the instrument must be a relatively portable one. Ah. So not piano, uh, not drums, something like, something relatively, as I say, portable. Something, I won't say simple, but something not massively complicated that, like, you couldn't excuse me, repair or maintain out in the middle of uh, you know, an, an unfamiliar place or in, in a lesser-developed place sure. or just a place that isn't familiar with that particular instrument. Like, right. You know, um, so I kind of, with that as my only guide, I eventually kind of settled on clarinet for mm. no reason other than I figured it was relatively easy to transport probably kind of simple to maintain if you knew what you were doing you could, you know, pack a bunch of reeds and have those with you so you wouldn't need to necessarily manufacture more, I presume it's somewhat durable, you know, kind of more so than a piccolo or something like that Uh, you know, especially some, uh, some kind of like violin or the like that would suffer from Changes in weather, climate mm. uh, i'm I'm sure the clarinet does as well, but I figured to a lesser extent, sure. Uh, so yeah, that is just kind of what came to me. okay.
0: um, so I had a very weird meandering process with this one because of all these names that are listed here, and they sound like somewhat of a diverse group. there's different ethnicities here. There's at least one woman represented. I I can't tell if other names might be women too. Um, And then there's Albert Schweitzer Mm -hmm. (laughs) appearing at the end, uh, who I really is a name that I remember hearing about, but not really ever to nail down the context of uh, who he was (laughs) or why he was notable. Um, And so that kind of left me thinking about, you know, all these sort of interesting sounding names, what could they all be good at or have in common? And I thought about stuff that would be, you know, like you said, either just common to the orchestra, like the clarinet or the flute that could be, you know, I, I sort of figured not, this doesn't sound to me like, um, stringed instruments somehow, because they're not so much, I don't know, they didn't, you know, strike me as the names of classical instrumentalists that I would have heard of. Like there, I feel like there would be violinists in here that I would have heard of besides Albert Schweitzer, who I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, identify as a musician either. Um, And so I kind of bounced around to lots of different things. Like, could it be a harp? Could it be a harmonica? Could it be, you know, just any, any given thing that might be, kind of just amusing to know about in a certain way um and then something sort of brought to mind like i zeroed in on one of the names in the middle of the list which is brother jack mcduff and i thought brother is you know a religious title like that's that's the person's name isn't brother he's he's a monk presumably um and so i i kind of thought well could it be that these are all like people who played like pipe organ in church or something like that? And I thought that that would seem to make as much sense as anything, because these are all people that I just don't recognize. (laughs) And I can't imagine, like I can exactly see why uh, famous pipe organists or the best, best pipe organists you can imagine would not have kind of, crossed my consciousness in particular, um, for a host of reasons. Um, and so I kind of thought, well, that seems as good a guess as any. And I don't know if, if I actually had heard about Albert Schweitzer and something pinged about him because he's a religious and, um, theological kind. I looked up today, um, you know, kind of influential thinker of the 20th century. Um, And so I just kind of, because it sounded just plausible enough, I put down pipe organ.
1: And the correct answer was organ.
0: I did look it up just to make sure it wasn't a different kind of organ. Not the Hammond (laughs) organ. That would have been kind of amazing if (laughs) Schweitzer was just jamming with the doors. Um, But yes, it is by organ. Uh That's the kind of organ that is meant because he also learned a ton about how to maintain them sure. and you know, just uh, all things related to it, not even just playing the music. Okay.
1: See, I, I dismissed brother Jack McDuff as being a religious thing because sister Rosetta Tharp was a great guitarist.
0: Oh the yeah. the the
1: popular music era. So.
0: And there is that kind of
1: figured that didn't really tell me anything. And just, you know, any, any blues guy could be named brother Jack.
0: Yeah. And there's like, father john misty right. is that yep the, the guy who's been popular lately mm-hmm. so um yeah no that occurred to me as well but i apparently went ahead and hung my hat right on less, it yeah.
1: question two asks us what appropriately shapely name a cricket ground in kennington bears
0: yeah so i don't really know what shape a cricket field or pitch or whatever you would call it is i i kind of think of it as a baseball like game so i was thinking maybe a diamond or a square or something like that that was um that represented the you know the the positions on the field and so on um and somehow you know i'll just make this a short story because i didn't really have a lot of good reasoning to go on here I put down Diamond Palace because I thought that that sounded a little familiar. I think I was thinking of Crystal Palace, which is the soccer team Uh um, and also in uh, England. But it sounded like it could conceivably be a thing if they're going to name stuff after palaces, or even if it turns out that it's just the diamond, then I should still get credit for it. So I put Diamond Palace.
1: Uh, I... Knew that cricket games are played in something roughly roundish. Okay. So I figured maybe the round. Ah. So I said round. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I also, I I know just enough about cricket that I can watch it. Wow. And be basically, and like, I'm not going to know exactly what's going on, but I can follow (laughs) it. Okay. Uh, Which, you know, occasionally came in handy in the before times when... I worked in an office with a bunch of Indian dudes right? uh, who uh, were (coughs) uh, so into cricket that the company put out a company-wide email saying, we will be airing whatever cricket World Cup thing was happening (laughs) uh, on the big screen TVs in the conference rooms, which means you do not have to watch it at your desk, so we don't have a hundred different people trying to stream this thing. We're only streaming <laughs> it in two spots. Right. So go do that instead. Just take your laptop in there and work
0: in between <laughs>
1: the, the plays. Um but yeah, that's all I could think of was that it was it was vaguely uh round. It's not a mm. it's not a precisely kind of defined even diamond like okay. baseball is. Even even when you look at like the overall park, it's still basically squarish with kind Mm. of that rounded outfield yeah yeah yeah. but no it's much more open and much more Hmm. as it turns out an oval
0: (laughs) yeah okay the correct answer is the parenthetically kia oval um which kind of fits because they have an oval like uh logo logo for the brand do they not could be uh but in any case it's the oval is the correct answer would never have gotten to it. I considered round as well, but I, you know, just because they they do things in the round uh-huh. over there. Um. So I, uh, just a side note, everybody, we just came <coughs> off finishing uh, previous year's season of Great British Bake Off, uh-huh. and so there was so much. That's that's the one with a couple of infamous episodes, uh-huh. but there are also some that very should be infamous because <laughs> of the way that they treat American. Baking culture and cuisine and, accent. Um, and so i'm I'm not prepared to take seriously anything British uh, this particular evening so <laughs> just just be advised uh, question three asks us for the name of a British surgeon who I will take seriously uh, who is the namesake of a rod-shaped bacteria and a product developed to kill it
1: because he introduced antiseptic measures mm-hmm. to uh, surgery in particular um but and kind of medicine generally mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that hey we should clean up in between patients and yeah. the like um so this was uh lister i believe joseph lister but
0: so i just went with lister right,
1: yeah. and uh of course the product developed to kill bacteria is listerine mm-hmm. so i i did not know that they had named a bacterial genus uh, after him. That seems kind of rude. Yep, Listeria. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. That, that's named after him? Sure okay. is. Okay. Yeah, I I can't decide whether that's ruder to him or to the bacteria.
0: Well, but I seems... don't know if he discovered it. Hmm. Maybe he he saw it under the microscope. Either way, so.
1: he then devoted his life <laughs> to murdering it. Well, true. And vice versa. Yeah. So yeah. Just, yeah. So I, I said Lister and was fairly confident about it and moved on.
0: Yeah, same. I, um, this is kind of a classic trivia topic because there's the tie-in to the, um, you know, the brand of mouthwash and other similar products. And um, so, yeah, if you kind of put together that, you know, Listerine is the stuff that kills bacteria and Listeria is that bacteria or abacteria, I should say. There's probably many others that Listerine... You know, mm-hmm. uh, also murders. Um, but yes, this is for me as a public health person, but also this is trivia that's come up. Mm-hmm. I definitely learnedly before and definitely other places that trivia. I've seen. So I also put down Lister. And that was correct.
1: Question four gives us a whole ass math thing. <laughs> that I'm just not going to bother re- representing because I just read it straight from the question. Y'all know what the question was. So what's this two-digit number that we're looking for here?
0: Well, everyone but my brother, who also listens to the podcast, but Fair. does not play Learnedly, League, you guys. Um, which I find very endearing. That's love. Um, yeah. Um, the essence of this question comes down to uh, one phrase in the second-to-last sentence. Well, which is, I guess, the first sentence as well. But it's the only positive integer that is three times the sum of its digits. I don't know why I've run across this before, but it's 27. Hmm. It came to mind fairly quickly, and you can do the math fairly easily to determine the correctness of it. Um, I, it may have been Learned League previously that I came across it in, but, you know, 2 plus 7 is 9. 3 times 9 is 27. Done.
1: Uh, see, for me, I got it from the phrase before that, the first composite number not divisible by any of its digits. So I figured, mm-hmm. okay, composite means not prime. Okay. Um, I, I know that it's two digits that was that was early, slightly earlier in the question even. So it's somewhere between 10 and 99. It can't be any of the 10 to 19 numbers because mm-hmm. one of those digits is 1. All composite numbers are divisible by 1. Okay, That brings us to 20. 20 is divisible by 2. No. 21. 21 is divisible by 1. No. 22. 22 is divisible by 2. No. 23. Uh, That's not composite. That's a prime number. 24, divisible by 2. No. 25, divisible by 5. No. 26, divisible by 2. No. 27, not divisible by 2. Not divisible by 7. Okay. Is it 3 times the sum of its digits? 2 plus 7 is 9 times 3. 27. Hey. Uh, And then Euler's number, when taken to one decimal place and multiplied by 10, is Euler's number E?
0: Uh...
1: Because e, I'm not I believe, going to confirm or deny that. 2.78, et cetera. Okay. Which means 27
0: mm-hmm.
1: times 10, or, or taking one decimal place, two, 27 okay. uh, or yeah, 2.718 right. maybe. Because mm. if you t- if you take 2.78 to one decimal place it's 2.8. But anyway, it's 2.7 times 10, 27. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. This
1: to me makes sense. It fulfills two of the three categories precisely. And the third one, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds about right. So sure. I'm going to say 27.
0: And that is the correct answer. I feel like I did a lot less work to get to that. one.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this. And also, this, this is another one that I guess if you know Euler's number, mm-hmm. then that can be considered trivia. But like a lot of the math questions, or like a fair number of the math questions that come up, this is not trivia. This is a math question.
0: It is a little bit more. It's, um, you know, if you happen to know these things, then it's mm. not a math question. Yeah. Um, but, and I mean, if you know what the terms mean, you can do the math pretty easily. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't find it to be an abusively difficult math question. So maybe no. I'm just giving it a pass. Yeah. No. But
1: yeah.
0: Anyway. Uh, moving on to the question that really infuriated me, <laughs> um, asks us uh, about the name of a character in a that gives its name to the title of a George Sand novel and is also a U.S. state.
1: That achieved statehood in 1816, mm. which you have to do math to figure out because it actually just tells us. 16 years before the 1832 publication of this novel. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, 1816. It's not one of the original 13 colonies, but it's close. Hmm. So it's probably one that's adjacent, or at the very least, it's east of the Mississippi. So I'm just kind of tracking through. Okay, I know, I know Michigan's older than that. So it might be Ohio. No, it's not Wisconsin. That's older as well. Illinois, that's not a that's not a person's name at all. Uh, just kind of go down the... Uh, <coughs> The river there. Kentucky, no. Uh, Tennessee, no. Louisiana, maybe. Did Louisiana Was Louisiana State before uh, the War of 1812? I don't think so. Maybe it was after, though maybe it was before. I'm not sure. I'll put, put a pin in that one. Mississippi, no. Alabama, no. Florida, Florida. Could that be a person's name? Possibly. Could be. Okay. Florida or Louisiana. I feel like Louisiana is not... like like it's too derived from a name Mm. so it's not someone wouldn't be named louisiana it -hmm. just doesn't feel correct or if they were they would very specifically be named after the state of louisiana or the territory or the purchase or whatever and that would (laughs) i feel like that wouldn't be a george sand uh character or title but florida could be florida sounds like maybe yeah that could be a name that you would use for a person in a novel without necessarily directly referring to Florida. So, okay, yeah, we'll go with Florida.
0: So this one is uh, a funny one to me and just infuriating on a few levels, including at myself. Um, But the short answer is I went with the only name that I really think of, the only state name that I really think of as a woman's name, which is Virginia. Um, of course the timing of that doesn't really quite work with the, like I clocked the year of publication minus 16 and everything, but I thought, eh, maybe there was just some lag time and, you know, sort of finalizing that, uh, you know, that Virginia's statehood, you know, was, uh, in place or something like that. I don't know why I blew right by Georgia, for example, or Florida, you know, that, that could just as well be a woman's name. Um, And, you know, just kind of did the alphabetical list in my head, uh, and thought Virginia was most plausible. And I think partly because, um, something about it, the way this question is phrased made me think that the name is going to be, uh, a usual woman's name that it's not going Mm -hmm. to be, she's not going to be named Tennessee or Mm -hmm. she's not going to be named Wyoming because that would be ridiculous Yeah, because that's not a person's name so that it's not a given name that is in use or that even i think would have been in use at this time um and so that was part of my you know un, unspoken rubric for trying to um pick this one apart because of course i didn't know the name of the book um and it really helps, of course, if you do actually know the uh, mm-hmm. trivia item in question. Yep. So I ended up putting down Virginia. It was Indiana. So here's here's where I get annoyed. Uh, firstly, we name the dog Indiana. <laughs> Secondly, and more moderately, that just kind of what I said is that that's not a woman's given name. It's not. The question does not say that. I understand. Um, but it's hard not to take that as the implication of it. So um, I am irked that that... I, I, don't, I don't know if there's a way to make it clear without just giving away the question a little more. So, mm. um, But it just turns out it's much more yakioid than mm. one would imagine.
1: It, it was the character's given name. Right. Indiana yeah, people Del People name their, their yeah.
0: kids weird things. Yeah. We had a um, post in our friend's Slack channel today. That was about a, an Australian TV reporter, I think it was, <laughs> who, because she was investigating how Australia registers uh, baby names, because you know, people they, they might a, give. They have
1: laws about you can't <clears throat> name your kid something like harmful or weird, generally.
0: Yes, there is a, a need to, I guess, assent to that, or they review it at least mm-hmm. uh, before they will register the name. And so she, in one of the most hardcore journalistic ways I can possibly imagine, um, and I, by the way, I clicked through on this article to make sure it was not a case of they took the information about the baby's name when she was still super high on anesthetic from giving birth. Um, This was not the case. She was very clear-eyed about naming her firstborn son methamphetamine rules. which is just truly amazing on a host of levels. I just want you to kind of keep that in the back of your mind that a woman named her child Methamphetamine Rules in the service of doing her job to the utmost level, and it passed the review. Uh So now that agency is, like, reviewing (laughs) what went wrong in this process. And obviously, you know, it wasn't caught by either human reviewers or maybe it didn't go past a human because it didn't trip any of the usual, you know, swearing,
1: uh-huh.
0: slang, uh, brand name, whatever are the rules that they may have that, that are sort of prohibited for babies because it's just mean to name a baby, you know, Dorito or something like that. <laughs> um, and so, of course, they are also going to go through and uh, in what sounded like a pretty unique case. They're going to allow her to re-register the child and reissue the birth certificate under a a proper name. (laughs) Um, So that's, you know, that's kind of the context I'm in here is just like, you don't name a baby Indiana. (laughs) So uh, anyway, go look that up. It's a pretty cute article. Um, and, And like I said, had to make sure that she wasn't just still on the morphine yeah. When she was like, methamphetamine rules.
1: Maybe we shouldn't be telling our people to Google methamphetamine <laughs> rules, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Do to the make thing, it a ma'am. safe
0: search, add rule 34 at the end, and it's fine. <laughs> you get great results out of that.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> We're going to move on before we get sued. Are we? Uh, question six uh, gives us four names and asks us what island nation they are all former presidents of.
0: Yes, interestingly, uh, one of them is a name familiar to American politics, which is Buttigieg. And I think I learned in the Democratic primary um, prior to the 2020 election, if I'm keeping our weird timeline straight, um, that uh, Pete Buttigieg, who had thrown his hat in the ring, was Maltese by background. Um, and so essentially this is a, if it, if it isn't obviously a current events question, that's effectively what it is for most of us Americans, I think. Um, so I assumed this had to be Malta.
1: Yeah, same here. That's, that's how I approached it. Um, and, uh, I, that was a, a bullet point for, uh, mayor now secretary Buttigieg because it's, an unfamiliar name like yeah we don't we don't know much about where most of the presidential candidates grandfathers i think it was are from but this one everybody was like where the hell did that come from so they said oh no it's it's maltese Mm -hmm. so yeah i said malta and that was and the correct answer. I think I zeroed this one in my main Rundle because they have a high current events and also a high world history score. So yeah. I think that's exactly the kind of person that this the, this particular fact is going to stick in their brains.
0: Yeah, I think current events, especially, but also yes, that kind of geographic knowledge that oh. files away. Oh, I didn't know that. You know, I I don't know that I've knowingly run across a Maltese person of that level of prominence before. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I I thought it was sort of interesting that, uh, other than Buttigieg, all these other names sound sort of vaguely Mediterranean-Italian, just like you'd expect, because yeah. that's where Malta is. And then Buttigieg is kind of unplaceable. It, it it sounds vaguely Dutch. It sounds, you know, I don't even know what it uh, sounds like, especially with the hard G at the end of the word that isn't followed by a vowel. Mm-hmm. Just like, it's it's very... It makes for a very sticky name. It yep. makes for, you know, trivia that is memorable. Uh-huh. Um, so that's kind of, kind of a fun way into that uh, answer. Yep. Less fun is that I ended up with four out of six today, and I don't know.
1: I had three, so. Mm. Ditto.
0: You have more of an excuse. You've been laid out by your COVID booster.
1: I didn't. I I wasn't going to get to any of this. The mm. three that I missed, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, there there are some odd ones in here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, certainly I was never going to get the, the uh, cricket one.
1: Oval, maybe. yeah. I might have gotten to that one. Yeah. I'm not betting on it, but...
0: I would never but the other think two, of nah. oval in the sense of, like, I would think that's like a racetrack shape yeah. to me. That's is what that suggests, as an, a, the American that I am. Um, and again, I'm just irked about Indiana. Uh-huh. So as I often am.
1: Reasonable. Yeah.
0: Less so than Ohio. But still. Yeah. Uh so I guess that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post game analysis. Follow Learned Lag with all the vowels and now on Blue Sky. And remember Don't forfeit. Don't cheat.